0: Welcome to the Night Force Action Report. It's episode number 149 for Tuesday, July 28th, 2020 from HorribleNight.com. I am your host, Justin Lacey, here to run through what's been going on in the video game industry. Yeah, I see. I changed it to going on, and I can't, apparently I can't go on. Go on. No. no, no. I don't like it. What is going on in the video game industry uh, with my co-host, as always, Ryan Billingsley. Oh, governor. <laughs> I th- I thought That's it was more my of a southern... worst <laughs> my
1: worst southern London, the South London, right?
0: What if I, I have a southern what? accent and you have a British or you have a Cockney accent, what sport should we cover? Between like what would not fit? Should we Oof. lots? <laughs> Badminton. <laughs> uh we're also joined could be for the first time ever on Night Force Action Report. Mhm. Um
1: no, early on in my stint, Cole did a couple shows with us. But this one, uh,
0: really? That's probably when I promised him that it'd only be about 45 minutes long. It was. It was. <laughs> and then it was like
2: two and a half hours long, and I said, no thanks. Or
0: it could <laughs> be because he's unprofessional, because he spoke before I said his name. But- Brian uh, said my name.
1: I said, I, I summoned him. <laughs>
0: I summoned the wild Cole. The never hear Cole. There we role. go. Hello.
2: Why are you What here? accent? What, what accent should I take on? <laughs> So we can commentate a
0: three-man booth for field hockey. There we go. Nice pull. Gosh, I, th- I think just Canadian. I think it should be just really, right. th- really subtle. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think that works. We're not going to talk about field hockey a tonight. Right? Uh, we are going to talk about the Xbox Games Showcase 2020. Rumor is Xbox has studios that are making video games. We'll see about that. Uh, before we get there. Ryan, how you doing? What's going on? I'm good. Um
1: you know, I'm just uh riding that wave. But uh Which wave? All <laughs> waves, <There's, always>, man. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm spiking right now. So <laughs> <laughs> um kind of uh kind of took me by surprise. I don't give myself enough credit for I don't know, like, just how—I uh, I know we're all, like, living on the edge, like, just permanently now. That's just kind of, like, our daily—that's uh, the new normal. Mm-hmm. It's just everybody's on the edge. But I got a little choked up today when I saw the Spurs video saying farewell to Jan Vertagen, Our long—long our long predates my time with the Spurs by a yeah. long time because he actually played at White Hart Lane um and they were already out of White Hart Lane by the time uh I started started and you actually falling in 2012 Is that right mm-hmm. yeah yeah But um you he, were not he, alone he, good sir yeah it was um it was a cool video to watch um it was it was cool that a lot of those moments that they showed I was around for. um uh but yeah it was uh, it was for what has already been an extremely hard 2019 2020 season for Spurs fans. Uh, it was, it was kind of a, a dour down note uh, to end, end the season um, season technically ended yesterday, but uh, yeah. So that, that kind of, that kind of choked me up a little bit. Um, Wish him well. Hopefully he, he finds a good place. Uh, he's, he's a lifer cause he was mm-hmm. at Spurs for like eight years and he was at IX for like nine years before that. So I'll whoever gets him, better love him.
0: Yeah, I hope he land, lands well. I um, in our, you know, short history of being Premier League fans and football fans. um, I still, I'm still getting used to how player contracts are handled and just how players are treated in general by all of these clubs just because they're just so damn interchangeable. And. I don't know. I've a I got burnt out with some American sports just for lack of loyalty to players and and vice versa, players to clubs and and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, this one this one just faded out weird because we had a we had a weird season. And he was obviously one of our favorite players and had a big role to play last year in our our Champions League run. And um, yeah, just to kind of go out with a whimper like that of just like not fitting in with this coach and being a little bit older and not being in the coach's plans it was just like. It, it was weird because everybody saw this coming, but it was just, you know, with the way that it's not like he got to do a send off at, on um, the home field or anything like that. It just kind of, yeah you know, sad social media fizzled. posts from teammates.
2: Yeah. And fizzled out, but man, I, it, it was especially hard to watch that video and, and see like Sonny and Harry winks and um those guys like talk about him and how fond they are of him as a person, let alone as a teammate. And, like winks, especially how he was talking about how much he spent his life growing up with that guy. <laughs> um, so it's going to be—it's always hard to see the, the that and see how it will affect the team going forward. Yep,
1: yep. On a on a on a similar sports note, but in a different sport altogether—one that is considered by the faithful the national pastime of the United States of America—baseball is back uh, for now. For
2: yeah, yeah. first most of the teams,
1: <laughs> except for miami, Miami's yeah. baseball's canceled already unfortunately um <laughs> uh, no i i uh I got to watch um the, man there's there's so many things that are weird about this, so i first of all, a big uh double birds to mm. major league baseball mm. for their fucking blackouts and mm-hmm. still having to deal with this bullshit Doesn't during makes sense a short season. Especially for people who are paying for at-bat, just let us watch our teams on. Because people, international people, are people just, who don't follow baseball. Like, the big thing is your local announcers call your games. They are fans of your team. A lot of the time they're ex-players, but, but they are in your corner when you're watching a game. And when you're watching the opposing team's broadcast they don't give a crap about your team. They're talking about their players, their pitching staff, their whatever things they're going on in their clubhouse. And so it's really frustrating for me. Um, Apparently we're close enough to Cincinnati that we are in their broadcast area. And so uh, the Tigers were playing the Reds. And so I had to have the Reds broadcast TV broadcast up on the TV muted and then have Detroit's radio broadcast up on my phone listening and watching to the two at the same time so that I could hear people that I actually want to hear. Cause I don't give a crap about the Reds.
0: Well, if so. you would just support it better and just go to the games, you don't have to deal with the blackout,
1: I, you know, <laughs> just stand outside the fence yelling <laughs> like one of those people. Um, so the, no- another thing that's super weird is that none of the Tigers broadcast team was at great America ballpark. They were calling the game from Comerica park back in Detroit mm um because they're not letting those people travel. That, would, to be, the that would be unsafe. Yeah. Um so it's just it's bizarre. Uh you've got some players on field wearing masks, some that don't. Um I, I mean I I don't I don't know where, I don't know what determines that. It's just people some people are feeling like they need to be more cautious and other people just don't care, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um but all of that aside, it is still good to see my team play. It's still good. Tigers actually won their first series, which was awesome, completely unexpected against a really good um, um, Reds pitching staff. So oh. that was really exciting. I got to to tell my former coworker to shove it because he's a huge Reds fan and talks a bunch of shit on Twitter. And I didn't had to, know, had to okay, eat I didn't some know the Reds
0: were worth a damn. They're, they,
1: like, uh, they're actually going to be, they, <laughs> they have a really good shot at winning the NL Central this year. They're actually loaded. They have a great team. That seems like it came out of nowhere, but okay. <laughs> they they picked up a bunch of free agents, like good free agents. One of them was a former Tigers hitter who's he's great, and Mike Moustakis, who's also a great hitter, and then their bullpen is just insane. They, they had 46 strikes <laughs> strikeouts against the Tigers across the three-game series. It was brutal. I don't even know how we won two games,
0: but we did. So. <laughs> did you get to watch any games with – fake fans rendered in the unreal engine No, I
1: didn't see any of that. Um there's just no fan. I mean they've got the fan noise on which by now I'm like it would be really weird not to have it. Like Premier League really did a good job of conditioning me to like yeah, you got to have like a it. fan like even if they're not there. I just I just need to hear that background hum because that's part of the game um whether you've you've ever consciously thought about that or not. But no, I have not seen the uh unreal engine rendered real-time fans
2: which I do think it's cool. Interesting. I've seen a lot of creepy fans, cardboard cutouts,
1: but not, uh, <laughs> yeah. not the really. dude You bought like a hundred of the same. <laughs> yeah, picture. The White Sox, yeah. Oh man. So lame. But cool. yeah, it's good to have baseball back. Um, yeah, it's about, it's the, the, it's tough because like, this is the weirdest season of baseball. Hands down. 35 years. There's never anything been this weird. Um, and so I'm I'm bummed that my dad didn't get to see it because I you know I think he would have hated all of this I was like this is so dumb why are we doing this but yeah no it's crazy it's it's not great uh, I feel way better about Premier League and Formula One than I do about Major League Baseball because I just feel like Europe has their shit together more than we do obviously which you know they've they've been able to to do the restart of the Premier League and I think only like. A few people tested positive and like like we said Miami's got 14 people on their roster right now that are tested positive and they can't play games they had to postpone two games
0: today yeah Um, like because another team moves into their locker room like right after they mm -hmm. leave town yeah like
1: yeah so I think New York and Philly were supposed yeah New York and Philly were supposed to play today and they wouldn't do
0: it aside from us not having our shit together like I really wonder what the n- nuance differences were between Premier League and baseball. It's got to be pretty similar to the way that they're traveling and that kind of stuff, but yeah, but less like less parts of the country, like a lot smaller.
2: Okay, you know England is a lot smaller than the yep. U.S. Even with your but, but, traveling, but, and but your aren't division. the
3: teams
0: themselves are they're keeping to regions, right? They are, so yeah. it's basically
1: like Central is playing. They're mostly playing the so. Tigers are in the AL Central. AL Central is mostly playing each other and only playing the NL Central for uh, interleague play. Mm. So they're basically staying in the Midwest. Right. But it's tricky because Miami is in the East, but they play all the way up to New York. Mm. So, I mean, like, that's a huge disparity between Florida and New York. And so they're Mm. having to travel a lot more. So really, the Central is the tightest. Like, I think the Tigers have the third fewest miles they have to travel this season i think milwaukee is the first i
2: think it's it's milwaukee the cubs and the tigers yeah
1: yeah so so the midwest is actually really tight which is the first time in the history of baseball that small market midwestern teams actually have a better position than the big market teams but but yeah yeah, it's it's gonna be weird i do think
2: there's a lot more surrounding um staff and obviously there's a lot more players in the in the locker room as well with baseball because like they expanded their rosters I think there's just a lot more chances of of people catching the virus or passing the virus than there there was with the
0: Yeah. Football. And I hope everybody gets out of this okay on the other side, but it is really fascinating just to watch how these different leagues are organized. You know, the NBA and the NHL bubble is just it is crazy it's crazy to me that is but yeah. uh and, and then they hate it. <laughs> and well, then, then you have
2: then you have people leaving and going to strip clubs mm-hmm. and trying to come back
3: but
0: at the same time the nfl is like watching all of this to try to figure out what they're gonna do and you know you've still got teams that think they're gonna have people in the stands and uh but
3: they've been talking about
1: that with baseball that they think that like at some point in the season they'll have people in the stands i'm like we'll be lucky if we get the season done
3: mm -hmm. right
1: forget fans yeah yeah football football i feel like is gonna be the one you know because like jokes aside baseball has been declining in popularity for for a while now NHL is not as popular. The NBA is popular. So that one is kind of surprising that they're going ahead with what they're doing. But the NFL um, not having people there at those stadiums because they're big. Those are big ass stadiums mm-hmm. that can hold a lot of people that are going to be empty. I uh, I don't know. I don't know how that's if baseball was freaking out about not having people in their stains. I, I don't know how they're going to do that.
0: But I, don't know. I, I think the NBA and the NHL get their seasons done. I think the M- the I think baseball does, too. They just kind of. It's sure. It, yeah. I just i I feel like the NFL is going to start and then have to stop. I just mm-hmm. like it. Just does not. And and they've been so bullish about it. They've so, they've like the entire pandemic with their season starting so later late in the year. They just assumed they would get to do this, and I just I, I just think they're being really naive with it. So uh, and those teams are so huge. You talk about the traveling, mm-hmm. the the extra people to travel with major league baseball teams. I mean uh football teams are giant so um i'm still curious what we're going to do about the Indy 500 which is supposed to happen next
1: month yeah. uh we're, we're not in a good trajectory <laughs> to have
0: people no. crowding into the speedway so we had a, we had a bad week here in the we Midwest. Did. Like, it was like cuz i think the week before all these states around us were having bad weeks and it was like well <laughs> yep. I, don't, I don't know if you know how this works but that means <laughs> we're yeah anyway uh call what you've been up to? I've uh, decided to
2: rewatch all of The Wire. Um, Just real quick? Yeah. Actually, it's taken me probably two months to get through it all. Wow. Um, but it was a real. I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while and then realize it's a real interesting time in our country to be watching a uh, police based show. Um, and I think it was very eye opening in a way that it wasn't the first time around with how. Um, much the police in that show kind of lean into brutality and doing whatever they want to the corner kids and the hoppers and all the drug dealers and stuff um and just the the graying of the lines of of le- what's legal and what's not and throughout the show with the the docs and the politics and the the schools and and the newspaper and all that stuff. But it was, uh, it's a, it's still an amazing show. And there's a lot that I had forgotten about it since I haven't watched it in over 10 years, probably, or close to 10 years. Um, it's just, it's just, uh, I recommend anybody who hasn't seen it or hasn't seen it in a while to, to watch it again.
0: Yeah. I was, I was more curious, uh, cause obviously my interest was, was also, peaked in the last couple of months of that would be an interesting time to go back. But the show is so old. It's like, can it still like, can it still hold up to what, what I think it is? And, uh, mm-hmm. apparently,
2: yeah, apparently that's a yes. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously dated and stuff in terms of like the cell phone usage. Sure. I mean, they start with pagers and move into cell phones and, but even just, fl- flip phones and stuff, but even, but the content is still like on point And I think it's very pertinent to what's going on. Cause um, if
0: you, if you think about just that era of HBO and, um, and that that level of television at that at that point, like they set the stage for what we enjoy mm-hmm. today and, and mm-hmm. like, as one of the kind of originators of the format of the like you know ten or twelve episode seasons and the hour long you know uh h b o content um kind of wondered if that would that would feel its age, but uh, didn't stand out to you no
2: no, it felt like right right alongside everything that we're cool. kind of consuming these days like um. I think it was the right length for that show. I don't think you could have, yeah, you know, gone on longer. I think getting in and out in five and covering what you want to cover, and then, man, the last the last episode with just kind of the playing the song and like the outro of the uh, of the city. You know, you were in the city of Baltimore for five years and you learned everything about it, and it's just it was so poignant. Such a good way to end the show as well.
3: Cool.
0: I, um, randomly, um, I don't know, I don't know why I ended up watching Sin City, but I, I had, like, flipping through all of my, um, options, and I was curious to see if that, that movie could still hold up, and I don't know, I think it does, but also, I was, I hadn't seen a Robert Rodriguez film in a long time, forgot that he did it, I forgot, like, because it's, I. I was worried that um, Zach Schneider did it because it was around the time of like three hundred and a lot of his movie experiments and Watchmen and, um, but and but when I saw <laughs> Troublemaker Studios pop up at the beginning, I was like, oh yeah, this is fun, and then you realize right away like how much they adhered to the graphic novel, like the. Like he didn't really wa- m- write much dialogue for this, like it's just straight off the page, and uh, yeah, I think you brought up frank miller uh in the last week or so Cole. and I think that put put it back on my radar, but I got halfway through it I w- it was late, but I really enjoyed the you know the the Bruce Willis and the Mickey Rourke story uh for sure, but it it visually still pops and um uh also realized just how damn good Brittany Murphy was in that movie and how. Huh. Um, I, I, I had to be one of her last movies, but, um, yeah, that was, that was, that, that was actually sad to kind of realize like how short her career and her and her life was. But, um, yeah, still the first Sin City seemed to seemed to hold up. Also, I traveled a bit last week and, uh, that required me to participate in, uh, public airlines. Um, if you guys got any questions, I'm here to answer them. It was. Um, I was really nervous about it. I didn't. I didn't want to do it. Like <laughs> I don't recommend doing it. I had, <laughs> had to do it, and um, mainly people did keep to themselves. Uh, but we're just living in this era of like, you know, people know they should wear masks, but the organizations that have to enforce this don't really get to enforce it. So um, you're just, it just seems like you're just waiting for somebody to, to like confront you. It just, I mean, it also just seems like people that aren't wearing masks in these situations are looking for confrontation. And Mm so it just feels like you're walking on eggshells in that, in that situation. Um, But in general, everybody had masks except for, I saw one person that didn't have it in the airport or on the plane and everybody kind of kept to themselves in the terminal. Like they, who'd you fly with? I flew with Southwest. Oh, okay. Uh, you can't pull that shit with Delta It'll <laughs> kick you off your plane. Uh yeah. I I I knew it was uh airline dependent. Uh yeah. so um yeah, everybody social distance until we got on the plane and then everybody forgot, like, no, you can still give each other space as you walk down these aisles. Um and then way southwest boards and just pick your seat and it was very much I think they booked up to seventy five percent. I think my flight was like two thirds full and it was um don't use the middle seats unless you want to or have to. Like if you're traveling with a family, you want to keep everybody together. Um, and then, uh, so I sat by, I sat at the window and nobody sat in my row. Um, I was, there are these two people in front of me that when they sat down, they were together, but when they sat down, the one sat in the middle seat and the other one sat in the middle seat in the, in the row in front of them. I was like, that's just like, I don't want anybody to sit with me either, but you're kind of being a dick about it. Um, <laughs> um, but otherwise kind of kind of uneventful. Um, I did have a very scary moment where um, I, I took the snacks that they, they gave me, and I took my mask off and was eating the snacks. And, you know, they're just like some Chex Mix thing. And I inhaled a little too deeply as I took a bite, and I about killed myself trying not to cough. <laughs> it, was, it was just so... I, I didn't know what to do. I was, I, I kind of panicked. Uh, um, and then the other incident I had was, I, I've been sketching a lot. I've been writing a lot of stuff down, so I have my notebooks with me, and I took a lot of pins with me. And for the first time ever, I had a pin explode on me in the, oh, on Jesus. the flight. I managed to contain it uh, pretty well, actually, and but I was still surprised. So then I, I, I cleaned it all up as much as I could. And then I reached into my bag and got another pen. And it, the furthest thought from from me at that point was that I would have another pen explode. And it totally exploded. And it was much worse. Because Whoa I was the even less prepared. And <laughs> uh, like the cabin pressure or something? I, yeah. I think it was just that maybe I hadn't used that type of pen before. I don't know what the, what the... Because those first two were the same pen. I grabbed a third pen, looked at it very carefully, opened it very slowly. Everything seemed to be fine. And then as I turn it to start to write it, I kind of see it start to bubble up. I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, the fourth pin was fine, but uh, yeah, that <laughs> the second <fourth> pin. <laughs> was, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I didn't like. I didn't feel anything in my head, like any like major pressure change. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, that was the the worst part of the flight was my pins exploding. So wow. Um, and then I just try to shower as often as possible, and I'm staying away from people for another uh, five or six days. So. But uh, yeah, that was that was that was exciting, fun. Mm-hmm. Horrible Night stuff. We've got Night Force Action Report every Monday night around ten Eastern. For whatever reason, uh, we're we're early tonight. Uh, live on Twitch TV slash Horrible Night. You can well, catch the, the show on Tuesdays through your podcast feeds and Horrible Night dot com. Um. And then we've got Ho Night Game Night uh, again this week uh, alongside our ongoing uh, summer circuit for Indie Gaming League. We've got another match lined up for Thursday and maybe uh, another night this week as well. Um, and I think we'll probably try to get back into that Left 4 Dead too. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then catch our weekly playlist on our Instagram at HorribleNight.com, all spelled out. That's it for housekeeping. So it's game time. Yeah, let's 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 start with this. Um, we've heard you've heard our f- first impressions of Ghost of Tsushima uh, last week's – on last week's show, but we have not talked to Cole about it at all. So I want to start with you, and then and then see what Ryan's been up to. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is really the only
2: game I've been playing lately, um, and I haven't put a ton of time into it. Um, this other things got in the way this weekend, but. Um, I am really really enjoying it as Ryan said last week um, I think the my favorite part is just how fluid the combat is um, i I love a bow and <laughs> I will bow in every game if I if I get the opportunity to do that um, and I think this is just um, a great example of of some good bow action um, I love the the environments um, that you can use in your to solve your little combat puzzle if necessary, <laughs> um, especially with fire arrows. It's mm. really fun. Um, yeah, I just...
0: Uh, I, I don't even think I have those yet. I've seen yeah, them on the map.
2: Yeah, they're, they're fun. You have to kind of do some uh, missions with the first guy you talk to. I did all of those before he moved to a different area. and Gotcha got all the I stuff. Love that um, guy,
0: the sensei yeah he's,
2: yeah he's, fantastic. he's great yeah i think all the characters that i've come across have been uh, amazing there's been a couple of different instances that have happened where i've just kind of like oh this is like sat back and just smiled like this is so cool like there was one little side quest that was at night and it was investigating a forest with ghosts that i thought was really cool i had a good, a good time with that um it was really, really dark, <laughs> and I was waiting for lots of different things to jump out at me. Um, there was, um, I, man, the first, um, special attack you get, the Heavenly Strike, like, I just thought that was fucking awesome storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just a, an amazing locale to, uh, to travel to.
0: Yeah, that was, that was. But it was, I, think, I think that's when I fell in love. Ryan and I talked about yeah. that with the game, just that that feeling, and there was something very complete about that storyline, and just showing me the best of what this game has to offer out of the bat, and yeah, and then uh, that move in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it strikes fear into <laughs> the hearts of your enemies. Like I was like, oh, I want, I want all the skills to do that. I want, to, yeah. <laughs> I want to, I would scare. Let's, I think that was when I was like, oh no, I'm going full ghost, and we're we're gonna go Batman with this thing. They're just, they think I'm a demon, man. We're gonna, we're gonna terrify these dudes.
2: Yeah, and I and I liked. Um, I really, I got to a point where I I was ghosting, and uh, I got shamed for it, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was not expecting this, um so I, I mean I think that's a cool just little bit of storytelling, but I've been talking to different people at work and listening to you guys on the podcast last week and it's it's so cool to hear to hear everybody's stories um that are different i and you always get that with open world games and stuff, but the, it's just like everybody is choosing to go in different directions um to start out and one of my coworkers was like he went for the armor first, and so he was telling me all about the armor and uh, I was telling him about the bow because that was my focus. Um, but I, I just, man, I just love all the characters and, and just the, the different options that people are using to play through the game.
0: I uh, just, that just reminded me, and I don't want to get into anything related to the last of us part two, but just the difference in conversations that you can have about that game versus ghost. And just like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the leaning into um, the open world side of ghost and everybody's going to go about this a little bit differently. And Man, I'm even thinking, like... Because even when you fail at a location or whatever and it resets the checkpoint, it changes the time of day or the weather. Like, it's never the same scenario. Um, And so, just those little things can change and there's just... Again, I keep going back to that this is the Assassin's Creed game that I've wanted for years now. Like, the true Assassin's Creed game. I still, you know... I like my my goofy, horny action-adventure game that it's been (laughs) into, too. But, um that we can actually have a conversation about these combat scenarios in a way that I've wanted to do with Assassin's Creed, but it's just not that game anymore. But we have Uh, something that is much more grounded and fully realized that, um, it's, it's, yeah, I, I didn't get to play it, but I, I thought about it a a lot.
2: And, and the last thing I wanted to say is, um, I'm totally on board with what you guys said about the Fox (laughs) <laughs> and how disappointing it is when the fox disappears and Gosh, you can't have it. Bad, it's
0: bad Man. level design. That's all that it comes down to. Every time you turn around and that yeah. fox wasn't there. Just it's heartbreaking. Just I mean, I just I need to talk to that QA team. I'm hoping they put the tickets in and they just didn't get <laughs> to them, but it's just that's just a poor design decision of give the fox a place to hang out. That's all I ask. Ryan, how's it been going for you? Um.
3: I, I tried to Pro look it
1: I tried to look it up before we started the show and it was actually mid update cuz we're getting an update to the game today. Oh, yeah. That's adding a new difficulty level but also um if you if you find the combat too difficult, you can actually drop the difficulty down on the combat um if you're if you're having trouble with that. Uh I want to say <laughs> it feels like I've got probably like 60 to 80 hours in this game now. <laughs> um <laughs> I have been playing it nonstop, uh, every chance I get. Um, this is, I mean, I really liked Origins. I had story problems with Odyssey. This mm. is leaps and bounds better than both of them. Yeah, um, because I care about these characters. Like, um, is it? Uh, I can't, I'm terrible at pronouncing Japanese names, but is it? Because you don't care about
3: the
0: characters.
1: No, I do. I just don't <laughs> ever want to get it wrong.
0: Yeah, I think um, you're right
1: she's one of the side characters that you meet. Like her story is, I kind of know where it's going, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, like predictable or you've had it spoiled. No, I, th- I, if I'm remembering right, I think they showed some of it during one of the preview events. I right?
0: hate that the when game. you connect those dots, like, it, yeah, it's out yeah, of context it kind of clicked of for me at some point event. where
1: I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, crap. I think I did see that. But, um, her story is, is great and heartbreaking and super great. I mean, like it, just the fact that the side missions, are, I love doing them. I, so I'm on, I'm on act two. Um, I did all of the tales for act one before I finished any of the story stuff for act one. So like I went through and did all of the tales that I had, yeah. which are all of them were good. Like even like some of the ones where it's like, Oh, here's just, just person on the side of the road and they're crying. And then it's just like, you like, there's some deep treachery that happened there. Or like, you know, they, they got taken advantage of. And like, you really start to feel the weight of the responsibility of like, no, I have to look after these people because they are my people. Like Mm -hmm. this is my home and these are my people and I have to take care of them. And that makes that stuff mean something when usually it's just like, I don't give a shit what they're doing like i don't care what that's happening in your village like that was my problem i had in odyssey is every time somebody ran up to me and there was like help me please and i'm like i am like dealing with stuff that is way above your pay grade why are you bothering you? like <laughs> why are we talking to each other right now but this doesn't feel that way and i think that's uh I, I, it, it makes it just it makes it so much better to be in an open world when that
0: kind of stuff can matter uh, obviously you didn't do the the tale that i just did where the lady fucking lied to me.
1: Oh, that pisses me off every time. I wanna come back and I'm going to be like
0: You're you're toast. <laughs> you're done. Um, I don't no, not, I don't... sorry, I wanna go back just because oh, we talk ahead. a lot about Assassin's Creed, but I that's that's the transition that series made of like I cared about Ezio and mm-hmm. his his crew in Assassin's Creed two and when Assassin's Creed three broke for me and ever since then, like I couldn't I couldn't tell you like the names of the assassins and until you know, I made myself care about Cassandra. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's. They don't give you a reason to care about the characters or any of the individual missions. And once you accept that, the game just becomes a video game, ass video game that's fun to play, but you never want to care. But the 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 thing is, I want to care when I play these games, yeah. and Ghost of Shima has definitely encouraged that. Yeah, I
1: agree. Um, So for Act Two. I, I kind of, so for act one, I was like full on samurai, put a lot of points in the stances and samurai perks and things like that. Um, for act two, I've been doing a lot more ghost stuff. Um, and it's, it's really cool when those two things meet and like when you can kind of like initiate combat with, um, you know, like maybe you throw a bomb at somebody, blow those guys up, throw a smoke bomb, which I like at first yeah. I was like, I'm never going to use this. And then when I figured out how you can use it, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to use this all the time. This is so fun. Um, but the, the, the things that they do. So it, all of the multi kill uh, abilities make me grin ear to ear every freaking time. Like I never get tired of it. Cause I'm just like, this is so cool. I feel, I just feel like such a badass all the time. And, I did a duel a day um, that was uh, for, for some armor, and I, it took me, I think, 10 times to get it right because I just kept not reading his cues right and getting killed. And I love that that exists in this game at the same time where I'm creeping around in some flowers you know at the same time where i'm like walking up to a town and just be like fight me and like you know come out and i'm gonna do a standoff with you so like the variety that exists in the combat is is kind of bonkers like it's amazing what all they've shoved in there but yeah i'm i'm i love it i love spending every every moment i'm i'm on tsushima is awesome um the the different the different locations um there's there i've done some some cool duels with like leaves falling the whole time while we're fighting and it's just like man this is uh-huh. it delivers on everything i hope that it would be yeah. i've never been like oh man they really hyped that up during those preview events and it's not that great i feel like, like everything that i
0: can be picky about with that game would require another 100 developers to do and it's just because <laughs> right. you know your red deads and your last of us games are out there and your in your cd project red games that they you know they they get to hone in on that, but for uh, sucker punch, I think they 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 did it. they they delivered on what they said they would, which is yeah. an accomplishment in itself in this industry. So yeah. um, like I said, I didn't get to play too much week before I traveled because man, we we crammed in some Rocket League matches that we we talked about last week, um, and uh, I did get a couple more rounds of Diablo three in because uh, I am now I've got four out of the six. I think I got five out of the six pieces of gear that are new uh to the Demon Hunter this season, uh, which has been my entire goal. but the reason I bring it up is then I got back from my trip and i have i have i have lost my momentum I was just like <laughs> I, I I was just hovering over the play game button as I think they changed it to say play game, not just play um and uh, I couldn't do it I was just like i't don't, I don't know like I, I like that loop when I'm in it, yeah, but now i've but I, I need to I need to f- at least finish that set just uh, so hopefully some late night this week. I'll, I'll boot it back up and do another dozen <laughs> uh, rift runs and that shit will drop. Um, and then uh, so I did think with traveling for the first time in a while, just because, you know, y- you couldn't. Um, but I, I was in a little bit of a habit of traveling a lot before the pandemic and always enjoy Getting back in touch with my Nintendo Switch library, and um, I was pretty dead set on like I'm gonna play Octopath Traveler. I don't know why it sounded good to me. <laughs> uh, I've almost bought it on PC a couple times, uh, and I just I just stopped playing that game at the time after like a couple really long sessions. And I was like, nope, it'll be it'll be perfect. I'll just be I'll be in the mood for it. Uh, just pacing wise, it'll it'll be great. I didn't get through the intro; I just
3: couldn't get to the dialogue boxes. <laughs> <in>. <laughs>
0: Pretty similar to um, when I tried to play Persona Four a couple weeks ago. Um, before I got into Diablo Three, of just like I thought I was in the JRPG mood, and just when you boot it up, you're either in or you're out. And I, I just, I wasn't there. The Game's still gorgeous, though. I love that they. Yeah. It's a lot of reading, yeah. though. It is a lot of it's... reading. I, I forgot how much they voiced, though. But mm. um, yeah, it was just a little bit too daunting, and then I just. I don't know, I just putzed around on my library, I couldn't get anything to stick. Ended up playing River City Ransom for three hours through that uh, <laughs> NES collection. Um, I st- it, uh, Only because I remember renting that game a lot from Blockbuster. Um, and I remembered that I didn't know how to play it the first weekend. Cause I just tried to play it like double dragon and didn't know that you need to go like spend your money and upgrade your character. I didn't know it was one of those. I was just trying to like, uh, run through it. Um, and then, uh, no, I really got into it, got re- into eating everything and upgrading my skills, but like definitely had this itch to like find a strategy guide, but I was in airplane mode <laughs> and cause I <laughs> wanted to see like, okay, what thing do I actually need to buy to keep upgrading? Uh, because I, I was just eating random food and getting random results. And I was like, I know there's a, there's a, a quick way to do this, but at the same time, just, <laughs> I love the premise for that game of just walking through different blocks in the city. And every time you enter a block or return to a block, a different gang, it owns it. And you just beat all of them up and nothing really sticks because the next time you come back to it, it's just a different gang. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's repetitiveness and it's grind are still charming. And, uh, yeah, then then I have Daft Punk running through my head every time I play it, too. <laughs> um That was fun. I I was I hadn't spent much time with... I don't know if you guys have played many NES or Super Nintendo games on your Switch. Yeah, I feel Not right. really. What, what has stuck with you, Cole? I play a lot of
2: Mario Kart on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, yeah. We've played, um, we've played a fair bit of that.
0: Yeah.
1: I have logged some hours in Super Mario World. I like, got yeah, further on that game than... I haven't a long time trying to replay it.
0: That game's pretty perfect.
1: Yeah. Just gets hard. Yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to game chumps. Uh, what's going on in the industry that you want to change right now, Cole?
2: This has been going on for a while, uh, <laughs> years even. Um, and it might've been cool at one point, but it's, it's no longer cool. Uh, the taking of songs that we all know and love and then slowing them down and X make him make him going to, to yes. Give it to you. Yeah. Slowing them down and making them not even make any damn sense. <laughs> uh, so Crossfire X was in the Xbox show. We're going to we're probably going to talk about it a little bit later.
0: Probably won't talk but about during- Crossfire X, but yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, with the show, but the trailer had DMX's "X" going to give it to you in like slow piano, echoey, sadness
0: ballad thing. Also, I don't and think it was get, just like what the fuck. I don't think you get to make that joke in 2020. We got we made that joke plenty again in 2019 because of Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Uh, so I don't appreciate um. I don't appreciate the selection either. Yeah. I mean, I... I, like,
1: it didn't occur to me. Like, at first, I was just like, what are these lyrics? These lyrics are so, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. Who, what boardroom? First of all, you need to fire everybody in that room that was like, that's a great idea. We should totally do that. People will think that's funny. Like, no, that's sad. That's really sad and stupid. And don't do it. I mean, you just cut
2: the
0: trailer to the actual DMX song.
1: Yeah, that would and have been great. that would have,
0: Yeah, that would have been amazing. Guess what? It's an action game and can probably keep up with the beat, and it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That would be it's just fine. It's not a fight. Transformers trailer. Mm-mm. Come on. Um, We just got done talking about some Assassin's Creed stuff, but this story, it almost, it seems like it's too, all the pieces are falling together too perfectly for this to be true, but it's still... I don't know. As I pick apart the franchise, it's 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 worth considering. Um, basically, there's a new report um, that claims Assassin's Creed developers were pressured into minimizing the female protagonists because uh, if you remember uh, back in the transition to the new consoles to the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, we had Assassin's Creed Unity um, that had a multiplayer mode and had uh female assassins in the game, but you weren't able to play as them in multiplayer mode because of that famous quote that it just takes too long to animate the female body. Uh, I believe I believe the dude that said that is one of the dudes that has since been uh let go or or moved to another position because he's a douchebag. Um so that's where we start, because as the games after that, um where you started actually having uh, female protagonists kind of stand out in the story, uh, starting with, uh, I always forget the name of this one, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, uh, which had the the twins starring as the twins, but the original story was supposed to focus more on Evie, um, and they ended up uh, not, they they skewed it more towards uh, Jacob. Uh, And then the next game in this series is Assassin's Creed Origins, where everybody, when you play this game, I mean, Bayek is fantastic. He's a great assassin. He's a one. He was my favorite assassin after Ezio. Uh, it's been a while since I like liked one of the lead characters, but Aya was the she was the star. Like she, I yeah, wanted, she was. I could not wait to play as her, and apparently, like at one point, you're supposed to play as her a lot, and they paired that back, um, and then. Originally in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it was just going to be Cassandra. There was no Alexios, and well, that uh, would have been better. Yeah, uh, nobody likes Alexios. Who uh. plays as Alexios? That's that's a
1: that's like a, a test that you can <laughs> like. Who'd you play as? You're probably a psychopath. Uh,
0: <laughs> and then we've seen Valhalla, where you'll be able to change uh, gender at any point in the game, and, and um, but you know, looking at all the other problems within Ubisoft. Uh, a lot of this makes sense but i it's just it's it's really frustrating to look back on those games and evie was a star in syndicate it, it, but at the same time i couldn't wait to play as aya and i wished like she had been the character uh, throughout all that so um i don't know i don't know if this is this is true but it's still more ubisoft troubling history I don't know what to say about that company right now. (laughs) Neither does (laughs) Yves. Deny, deny, deny. wasn't my fault. Um, Ryan, what else else needs changed?
1: I mentioned this on Twitter, which most people probably don't follow me on there, so I'll say it again. Uh, Steven Totilio, writing for Kotaku, had an editorial that was titled, Nintendo's break from constant hype is refreshing. What a bullshit article this is cuz it's not refreshing it's just garbage. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on with Nintendo and that's not a good thing. Um they have had a pretty consistent uh here is going to be our December game. This is, you know, usually what people can look forward to uh maybe helps drive some Christmas console sales. Um Nobody knows what in the free world is coming the rest of this year. There's a lot of things that could be, but we don't know any of it. And then they had their direct mini, which was just partner games and so then people were like, "Okay, that's weird. Where's the Nintendo Direct that's going to tell us what we should be excited for?" Um and they honestly, I think we kind of talked about this in past shows, but I think they're just really feeling the the effects of of the coronavirus and working at home and um, I think it's just set them back more than maybe it's set other studios back. Um, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. My problem with this article is that it's just like, no, this is a good thing. Like, this is, we should accept this as this is a really good thing for us. Like, it's really good to not have to hear about games and what Nintendo's doing. And like, we should all just take a break and go play our back titles. And I'm like, come on. Like, that's not our industry. That's not what we get excited for. Especially not in the year where we don't have e3 we don't have big conferences it's just kind of like like even the the big things that we think are big things they're constantly doing like this isn't the only one we're going to be back in a month or so to tell you more about stuff and it's so it's just like we're not getting that big download of like what am i really excited for both throughout the end of the year and into next year it's kind of like i i think i'm going to be excited about this but it's probably going to get delayed so i'm trying not to get excited about and like so this article to me was just extremely tone deaf of (laughs) of what people are feeling right now and like i haven't had to i haven't done a lot on my switch this year Mm -mm. like i just i just there there hasn't really been the game for me that i've wanted to fight there's not my astral chain this year it's just Um, an
0: animal crossing
1: machine at this point (laughs) exactly and and i'm glad that all the people who are in animal crossing are having a good time but for me like i don't even know what i'm looking forward to playing on my switch
0: well i i recommend watching donkey's e3 2020 video i did i did watch that his his that, his little segment on nintendo was like here's all the things that all these studios yes. are working on and what the heck is that? yeah um yeah, I still don't, yeah, I don't blame Nintendo for this, but I, when I saw this story, I'm glad you latched onto it of just like, I wonder what the actual like assignment from Kotaku was for Steven <laughs> of just like, this is an article, like cover this subject matter or like cover, we need to talk about Nintendo's E3 or lack thereof, uh, cover, like say whatever you want. It was, it's, it just, yeah it seemed disingenuous it was it was kind of kind of he's silly. the editor-in-chief too yeah which is crazy. it's crazy
1: it's a baffling it's a baffling story i mean kataku does that to me on a regular basis they, they often put out stories where i'm just like who is this for like <laughs> what audience are you writing for because i don't get it half the time but yeah that one that one got like i read through the whole i read the whole article and then i was Amelia, just like this this is such a
0: stupid article I don't know why you wrote it I I could use some Nintendo hype right about now yeah me too Uh, speaking of video game hype let's move on to our main topic tonight is Xbox is making video games if you can believe it Uh, we had the Xbox game showcase uh, this past past week Uh, I've been looking forward to forward to it for a long time funny thing is going into this summer I felt like Microsoft's messaging had been really tightened up. Like they, they'd been building up the hype for the next generation and things were looking good and they've just kind of slipped up uh, every other announcement up until this one. So um, as far as just the, the event as a whole, uh, how did it align with your expectations? Did they exceed your expectations or uh, fall a little bit short, Ryan? They fell short. Um, What were you looking
1: for? this was the this for me. This was the line in the sand event where they were going to tell me why I needed to momentarily consider not buying a PlayStation Five this okay. this Christmas and buying an Xbox Series X instead. And instead, there was just a lot of confusion. There is one thing that stood out that I think is like their shining star, and I'm sure we'll
0: talk about it. Okay. Um, but but it's going into this event, you were trying you you it sounds like you were looking to you you have money set aside for one console this holiday yes. and yes. um but also on the other side I going
1: to rebuild my PC <laughs>
0: right um uh, <laughs> i was going to say how how the you know the xbox kind of crosses lines with um um I think that's great your PC. Like,
1: yeah no i think that's great and and and, and if Coming away from this, I was more sure that I needed to re or build a new PC than I was at all about buying another Xbox. Like, like that they're making that decision very easy for me, and that's good. I think that's great. I think it's awesome that they're just like they're all our platforms. So who cares? Like, play (laughs) it on whatever. I like that. I'm really, I'm really happy about that. Uh, Cole, I just.
0: But yeah, Ryan, sorry. No, go ahead. (laughs) Cole, like as far as what you were looking for from this, where'd they land? I I didn't really have any
2: crazy expectations for them. Like, I I feel like if we would have known more about what to expect, um, if it was going to be kind of blow your socks off kind of shit, I think stuff would have leaked out or we would have they would have announced it ahead of time separately from this event. Um so my I was pretty flat line on my expectations. Um there was some stuff that I am excited about um that I saw in there, want to know more about. Mm-hmm. Um but for the most part it was just like, oh here's a bunch of games that I'm gonna play on my PC. I'm, I mean I'm not buying an Xbox. Really. Okay. Yeah. So it, I if if I already have a gaming PC, I already subscribed to Game Pass I these are just new games coming to my PC, not I they have no interest in buying a Series X at all.
0: Um I think they pretty much met my expectations other than I really was looking for not only a next gen Halo, but like the new Halo, the reimagining of Halo, the modernization of Halo, something to be excited about with Halo. So I put a lot of pressure on that and um. Yeah, I, I, I got I got some more Halo, some bigger Halo, some smooth That's run, a some Halo ass ma- Halo games. Some maybe
2: open world Halo, maybe. I mean, you got is a map. It? <laughs> it's got a map. It Got some no, it's...
0: objectives. <laughs> yeah, it might be Gears of War five open I mean, world. You, know, you know what? It, it reminded me. It reminded me of Gears of War four. Like, as mm-hmm. far as this is that moment of like. They do have a big plan and a big vision, but we also gotta put a game out right now. And yeah. uh that's kind of what it reminded me of as far as it's its bar. So that that set a weird tone to because they, they opened with it and they had to and it just didn't blow the doors off. Um but the rest of the rest of the ride was fine of just like I, I think they have a lot of creative studios. I think they're gonna try some new things. I don't think all of them were land, but they also know that and don't care. Uh, I was kind of hoping that something else would grab me, um, and nothing, nothing like system seller wise grabbed me. But it's like this is a solid lineup to continue my Xbox Game Pass subscription on whatever I'm going to play it on. Because I also view like you know in a year or so, I don't mind upgrading my Xbox. I don't necessarily use it all the time, but I like having that console around. So, uh, but I don't see a reason. You know, there's no reason to buy an Xbox Series X this holiday when there are exclusive PlayStation five experiences that I will want and require that system for versus all of these experiences. I can continue uh, on my PC. So they didn't sell me hardware, but they sold that game pass subscription for a while longer. Here's my thing. First of all, I don't understand why they get such a
1: low bar because let's just imagine none of those games are coming to windows PC. Are you really going to go out and buy a series X over a PS five this Christmas? If you can only buy one. No, like what did they show besides if you are just a like you really are psyched about halo infinite um like there was no like you know like i remember the first time we saw ghost of shishima and i was like i have to play that game i don't even know what the game is i don't know what the combat is i don't know what the storytelling is i don't know anything about it but like from this brief preview trailer i want to play that game and like i was hoping for just one yeah One moment of that from something that was new from all these studios that they've acquired. And there was just, well, it wasn't like, it it was like you said, like my game pass subscription is just getting value upon value. And I'm, I'm, I think that's great. And I think that is something we should definitely talk about because it's, it's a huge deal. But I was just hoping for this, that one thing that was going to be like, oh damn, that's cool. That's something that it's going to set them apart. And
0: I just didn't, I didn't see it well, it's definitely not coming out in 2020 either. Like a lot of the, even the stuff that has a lot of potential, like, yeah. Um, like even like
1: fable, it's like, yeah, that's cool. They're making a new fable game, but like,
0: I don't, that that's not going to do it. Like I was pretty excited for that only because playground games gets to take a swing at it. They've been doing the Forza horizon series and made some, and like, this isn't Peter Molyneux. Like this is, yeah, this is a team that like went out of their way to make a pitch to make a new fable game. And, it's just the, we've been making all these racing games, so we have this awesome idea for Fable, and they're going to get the, like, I'm, I hope that they get to see that through, and that it, they had some weird vision for it that, that, you know, we'll see it in three years, I don't know. Well, like, and I wish yeah. we got a little more of their vision. Yeah. Like
2: we got a short little trailer that didn't really do anything.
0: That that fairy died. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so what... I guess what did stand out in a good way um if like w- what was your kind of shining moment either either one of you
1: i mean I, i'm the thing i'm most looking forward to is forza motorsport coming back like i i love that series i think it's a great franchise i think um you know back on the 360 i started diverting i, I played the crap out of gran turismo when i had my ps2 and then when that next generation came, Forza was the game that I ended up playing a lot more and and I really like it. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I can't wait to play that on my PC, but but it's still it's cool that they're going to, you know, I hope they do something cool with that franchise. Like because I think Horizon Forza Horizon was this latest edition of it. I love and I'm. Honestly, it's probably one of the things I'm the most mad that I don't play more because even when I fired it up for like a brief moment, I'm like, I like this game. Yeah, this fun. Um, and so I hope that they do some cool things. I'm curious what their like esports plans are because Gran Turismo's kind of been killing it in that regard. They have a really good uh a league that they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm I'm curious how that stuff is all going to shake down. But
0: I am I, excited about that. Game. I don't care about Forza Motorsport, but what got my attention was. They dropped the number there. This sounds mm-hmm. like a new beginning. And I know from uh, discussions around when Forza Horizon the 4 launched that we knew that Forza Motorsport 8 was not immediately behind it. Like that team mm-hmm. got to go back to the drawing board a bit uh, to consider the new generation. So I'm curious to see what they did with that extra time and to see. Um, if this is a leap forward for that franchise, which would be awesome if, if they can pull that off. So yeah, that's cool. Anything stand out to you, Cole?
2: Yeah. A couple things. Um, I'm really, I really, I mean, and I, I just shot it, just shit on over the, all over the fable glimpse, but, um, I'm excited for Avowed. what is yeah. obsidians RPG. Um, and there was nothing there either. Really? 20, <laughs> 2026. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i just i like that studio a lot and yes. i think they're doing a lot of yeah. good, cool things even there what was the other game they showed ground oh, was that grounded
0: grounded yeah which that was yeah. not that's not obsidian oh that is obsidian you're right yeah, it, it is, is.
2: Yeah, and it's a different take i mean we'll see what they will we'll do with how, that but it's interesting
0: that's, that's how they
1: like, followed that trailer they were like oh yeah. and we are working on an rpg and then they showed about yeah. but yeah
0: grounded that's, looks uh, cool that's this week right yeah and yeah, then uh so. I mean, they had three announcements because then they're doing DLC for Outer Worlds too. Yeah, right. yeah.
2: Yep. Um, and the other thing that really stood out to me was Everwild. I thought that game looked really pretty. I have no idea what you do in it or how, what it is. <laughs> I mean, neither do that. Is that the that's the rare game, right? I yes. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think they're gonna.
0: So that would be uh, that was the one that stood out to me as well. Um, and I'm excited for Fable, and I'll talk about another game, but Everwild, if. Again, if they deliver on it, I thought it looked really neat as far as like a monster hunter style world where you're actually taking care of the world and take care of the monsters. Because we've we've talked a briefly about like at some point, like you kill enough of those monsters in monster hunter world, where you kind of feel like the bad guy, <laughs> just yeah. like. Um, so I think if they they do something with like taking care of this world, I think, uh, which is what I got from you know the animals they were interacting with and the world they were interacting with, and then presentation of those characters characters they don't but go ahead they don't know that I mean from interviews that they've done since (laughs) that event they are like
1: we have this engine we have this world we (laughs) have these characters we don't actually know what the game is yet
0: and that's the only thing that's holding me back on that one is like because you know what that sounds like that sounds like the fucking Sea of Thieves story that's exactly of just like we got got down in this (laughs) sweet ass water (laughs) what can we do and you know Sea of Thieves is still going it's still it's got a dedicated community it's got content it's gotten better too but over it, time but that's the thing about like not getting excited about any of these games even like you know stated to k3 sure like if i was into that great uh what about dark tide well I, i'm excited about that but that's okay. like <laughs> the um but it's it's these first party like uh, games from uh, a game from Rare when I've already been down this road with them about with more exciting content or more exciting premise with the pirate stuff of just like even when they launch this thing, is it gonna take two years before it's like really good before they figured out like it it and. So it's like they're gonna give us stuff to play, but like I don't even I don't know how to get excited about some of this stuff. Is how what what I was getting at It's like that looks super cool, but if they don't even know what it is either, that doesn't really make it a like again a console seller, a day one play, or like a thing where I trust them to get it right at launch. If just mm-hmm. like I don't know, just I I all the I think soon after that they showed more Destiny Two stuff and just of uh, <sighs> just how exhausting all of that stuff is with them locking away content now and just like what like these these games just aren't complete focused visions that's where that's why those playstation 5 games shine because they're sure they're single player stuff but they are they they are what they are and they know what they are and they, they do it well and they have an end and yep. I need some and like it doesn't even I mean fucking halo is called halo infinite like I like <laughs> You're just going to keep adding stuff <laughs> until it sticks. I don't like, I, I, I want some, <laughs> I wanted something definite, like something they were proud of something with that was cocky and just like said, you have to play this. And all of them are like, play, want to play some of us sometimes. Like, it's just like, it was so, uh, it's all so safe. It's all, it's all just like none of them, none of them feel like they have to, uh, i don't know take our breath away or or get our attention it's uh do you think
2: that do you think that's a part of like the think thinking behind game pass uh-huh. then i
0: yeah. think i think
1: it's sure oh, it's cover for sure mm-hmm. and you, i you mean do- rare can throw whatever they want out there and it can be half baked and you know people can like try and like everybody will be like well it's free so i guess i'll install it and try yeah. it out and then be like oh it's not that great
0: well it's just okay. like you want I uh, maybe that's why I'm hoping that fable stands out like you, you, I want one of these of their 15 or 18 studios I want I want to know what those top 3 studios are that are taking the big swings because like and it it might be at city and it might be avowed in 2026 but like your I just I you don't see the you don't see the studio that's rising up to rival one of those first party studios at, at Sony they just seem to be a head and shoulders above them and making different stuff. And I think there's room for both. Again, I think that's, that's why, like why we're saying, yeah, we have to buy a PlayStation five. There's no reason to buy an Xbox right now, but we'll still get to play some of these games and we'll have fun with them, but they're going to stick like sea of thieves does. They're not going to, you know, uh, be, have the moments that really, really stick with us. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, Hopefully they have some tricks up their sleeve, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the promise for one from this.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think the thing is we've now seen two studios under Sony's wing go in a completely different direction than maybe they've gone before and it be successful. And Sony has just demonstrated this faith in their first party studios Um, that gives them the confidence to go pursue things that are big swings. And it feels like the, whatever the guiding principle is right now at Microsoft, it's about engagement and getting people to stay on game pass. And it feels like that's having a detrimental effect to storytelling. Mm, Yeah. And I, and I feel like they need to, they need to figure out, you know, it, it very much reminds me of, of the fall from grace from Apple arcade for, Just their quick turn of like no we need more people to be on this service so start going this way and i don't want to see that happen to Mm -hmm. these studios because they have some great studios under under their banner now um like i hope that i hope that the the sequel to hellblade could potentially be one of those games Mm -hmm. um that is much bigger in scope Mm -hmm. and and kind of you know catches people um wanting to definitely get that kind of experience and I hope avowed can be that kind of game for obsidian. Um, cause I know they've tried and you know,
0: yeah, I, I think I got to give a shout out to the creative spark from ninja theory and obviously obsidian. Um, and then I would say playground games is the other one that's trying different yeah. stuff. I mean, they got me into Forza. So, um, yeah. but it, you know, it's not three, four, three, it's not, uh, the coalition it's, it's like, uh, you, you just wonder what's going to, really stand out for what's going to be the first standout game or a uh, moment for, for Xbox series X. And, uh, it's hard to, hard to see that at this point. Um, other shout outs I would give, um, I really, uh, I thought the gunk looked really interesting I, that, that, mm. um, I don't really understand. I want to know more about it, but that was the, that was the one aside from everything. That was the game I wanted to play. Um, hmm. Was the gunk, and then? Well, it's from Steam World people, right? Yes, yeah. 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 So they're they're breaking off of that. They've they, their games are really fun to play. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, I I like me some Vermintide, so I will play first person shooter Vermintide, Warhammer Forty K, Dark Tide whenever that comes out. So, and I'm happy to hear that that team's still going to support both games. So more Vermintide on the way. Um, yeah, those are the oh, and I thought. I thought having stalker two on an Xbox show was kind of mind boggling. Like that is just such a PC ass PC game that, (laughs) uh, it showing up, uh, during an Xbox event is, is just so weird. Um, I don't really have much faith in that game coming out anytime soon. Um, but, uh, that was, that was the other thing that kind of stood out to me. Um, all right. I think, uh, any final Xbox words or do you think we've got it covered? Well, no, I, I do want to make sure
1: uh, I said a lot of negative things, but I do want to make sure that I say that game pass is one of the most interesting business ideas happening in video games right now. Um, you know, there's so much value in that subscription. Um, it seems like they're, they're kind of tweaking some things, especially getting rid of annual Xbox gold subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be curious, you know, to see where that kind of stuff shakes out this fall. Um, but I still think that it's it's it really is a um, th- there's such a delight when you find out that a game that you're interested in is coming to Game Pass and you just don't even have to think about getting it. You just know that you're going to have it and that you can play it. Um, yeah. My- and especially for us, like we're not we don't we don't play games beyond their 12 month shelf life like once game of year is done those games are old ass games and it's time for the new shit and it's great for that like that like i don't need to own most of the stuff that i play like i need it for the time that i play it and then i'm done with it and then move on to the next thing and so um i think it's i think it's great and i think it's going to be interesting how it shakes out between sony and microsoft where sony is very much the you know 60 to whatever Whatever next gen stuff might cost, you're, um, you're gonna get your epic
0: PlayStation Pass. Yeah, <laughs> where those games start showing up on the Epic Game Store as PC games. Um, that'd be that'd be something else. No, I'll also say just in these weird economic times, in my situation right now, like I had a couple of moments of like, man, I can't keep buying these indie games. I just don't like. It's not a smart move. I want to play this stuff, and then they're showing up on Game Pass, and I'm getting. Yeah. To, I was like, oh, wait, I'd like. It's actually changing my thought process to look there first before I immediately jumped to steam, but, um, uh, yeah, that's still, they are building up the value for that. And, and as, yeah, as long as these studios can pump out, that's not a bad thing. If those studios can, can continue to, to, um, increase the value of that service as well. So, um, but you, yeah, it's interesting that you brought that up as far as like, when I went and rewatched this thing, uh, without our hype crew around it, when we were watching it live, just seeing, you know, the earnestness behind Phil and Phil Spencer and how much he believes in this new box and Xbox as a service. And, um, you know, it's been a long ride for them to get here. And I hope they, you know, I hope they have more tricks up their sleeve and uh, can can make this a success. But um, at one point he was talking about Game Pass being like everywhere. Like, you know, it's it's one thing when we talk about like, well, why do I need to buy an Xbox when I have a PC? you know, they were trying to get game pass on Nintendo and, and they were yeah. trying to get even, you know, not once you do that, why wouldn't you go ahead and put that on a, uh, on a PlayStation as well? And it right. does sound like uh, that is no longer a goal. Uh, and I wonder if that'll, that will change some of their messaging around PC stuff. If, if they're not going everywhere, like, if they're, like you said, not going on mobile too, um, and just getting that game pass out there. Um, I wonder if we'll see bigger changes to their messaging in the next year or so, once uh, once that kind of once the next generation launches, so
1: we didn't really talk about it, but I do just want to say really quickly that I thought Halo was incredibly
0: disappointing. <laughs> I didn't cover that enough for you.
1: No, he's uh, got a <laughs> grappling hook. I mean, like it, you know it just let's play as Master Chief. Two is more exciting oh, no. to me. I'd rather go beyond Light than I, yeah, like yeah. I just. I wanted to. I wanted to know that it was going to be Destiny to use guns with a story that I could actually give a shit about, and it's just, it's just Halo and the same mm. weird kid monsters, and I was just like, Wh- whatever. This is just this is so not interesting me at all. I just yeah, I they
0: yeah they made another Halo game. I just uh, That's
3: I Crazy. Know. I don't know. what's what, crazy. I, I want
0: to know what they thought they showed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, cuz I don't even care about the the graphics and other the other complaints no. cuz like if the performance is there whatever um and if the world's interesting whatever but um let's go on to good stuff. Let's talk about the champs, the game champs of the week, uh good things that are going on. Uh I will give a shout out to um I didn't realize this cuz I was on the road but apparently fall guys that new battle Royale party game that was um, featured in the PlayStation event um, that I still don't know what's going on uh, with that game, but uh, it kind of took over Twitch uh, this past week um, and is out, I think the first week of August. Um, but yeah, that looks like a, a fun, fun game to play, but they did, they were the latest game to do the uh, let's get some streamers playing this game. that can give away keys so you can play it too. Mm. Uh, and it's just becoming, you're seeing smaller games do it and but it's still being effective. And I think that's this I think this is a different style of game to try that, and I'm glad that it worked out for them. Um, you know, this is coming off of me getting Rocket Arena through one of these offers.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
0: and I'm just kind of curious, like, you know, I have my head's in the weeds when it comes to the marketing and promotion of stuff, and I, I'm really into how do games get discovered a little too much I'm kind of curious what you guys think about this kind of new new normal or new setup for um, announcing and releasing a game by letting these streamers play it and slowly unlocking it for other people Cole you care I'm just not in the twitch environment that much so
2: it's not a big thing to me I think it's cool that um, people are getting the the opportunity to play this game um, and see this game um, and I think it's a good way to get the word out for certain games like that. I think this game was in the Devolver, um, thing, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, I think
0: I actually confused it with the PlayStation thing, but you're right. It was part
2: of the Devolver. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I first, cause I, I ended up playing that. Um, and that's where I heard of it. And I thought it was a really cool way to get more people interested in this crazy game. And also, like, with the amount of people who can play it at once, um, that's a good way to, oh, sure. to get it out there,
1: Ryan, what do you think? uh, I hate it, but that's also because I'm a crashy old man dad um I just want there to be more I want there to be more structured messaging around it like I hate just like hanging around in a in a stream and there's about eight hundred million people asking how they can get keys mm-hmm. and like like there just needs to be a better system. Um, hopefully Twitch can actually implement something to just like show you like, you know, you need these many points or, you know, this much view time or like whatever, whatever those metrics are for drops and how they do that system. I just wish that they would offer some better, some better. It just seems like confusing for the sake of tricking you into watching more. And like, I'm just like automatically adverse to that kind of like marketing tactic. So I do think it's, it's getting better since Valorant.
0: Um, oh, that was the worst which just yeah it went on for way too long and it was way like you just had no idea how often this stuff would drop so this seemed a little bit more of a flood of keys but um, yeah uh, I think they I think Twitch can definitely improve that experience and the influencers can too and it will get better but uh, yeah I was just glad it was like not your big AAA release that was also doing this so they are also I don't
1: know if you saw this but they will be one of the PlayStation Plus games for August okay
0: so they're gonna they're gonna kind of go for the
1: uh, rocket league route as well. Yeah, I mean can get I, that for free.
0: Man, if you have to have battle royale level numbers for players, like you've gotta you've gotta you've gotta launch where the players can actually get to it. So that yep. makes sense. Uh, Cole, who's a champ?
2: Um, well, I don't know if it's the champ yet because it's <laughs> not out. But and I and I really don't know what G four looks like in twenty twenty one. As a television network and or a channel on YouTube. A lot of people
0: seem to be excited about it. And I was trying to figure out what is, but, what is is G4. <laughs>
2: and I don't know if, if Sessler and Morgan Webb are the people we want to hear from in yeah. 2021 either. But I would be super hyped if Austin Creed was a host on a G4 show. Um, as he is trying very hard to, to be that, uh, he has a Twitter campaign or a hashtag campaign <laughs> going on. And it would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention some type of wrestling on a Horrible Night podcast.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they, it, depending on the format of G4, whether it, hopefully it's not just like an hour show they call G4. But if it's a 24-hour yeah. network, they need some content and uh, yeah. yeah, slotting in some up, up, down, down on a weekly mm. basis. That's not a bad way to go.
1: I definitely don't think this is gonna be like a channel you get with your cable package. I don't think like so this either. will be I forget who the parent company is that owns I don't know. Peacock needs shit. Like <laughs> like you know no, what I mean. I like, think I it might the... be like Comcast or something that owns it. So okay. like Peacock would be a, a natural fit for it. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I think the thing that they could do with this hopefully is have some game content that has some more money thrown at it so that you can like you know, go get Danny O'Dwyer and do like a no clip, like, mm-hmm. you know, 30 for 30 and mm-hmm. like, like mm. do some really big piece, you know, like, like do the stuff that's harder to do when you're just like raising Patreon so money. Do you want some video game dad content?
0: Yeah. If I'm watching <laughs> Peacock TV, I guess I mean, it, make, it add, <laughs> that would make sense though. Like, otherwise you don't need the G4 name. Like if you're going to appeal no. to a new audience, Great. they don't give a shit, but like, yeah. 12 year olds don't know what the hell G4 is and
1: don't care. <laughs> that's that's for us that's i mean the people i saw who were excited about it are all like 30 somethings who are just like yeah, oh the need report needs a show yeah yeah, that'd be awesome <laughs> he's gotta be like 70 years old now. i know right ryan what you got uh just a real quick one um but i was just really um we've we've talked about a little bit when we talked about our uh first impressions of ghosts but um the Japanese audience has really been taking to this game. And that's kind of always something that you're worried about when uh, a company that's not a Japanese developer is making a game about a country and how those people are going to react to that. And they've been very positive so much so that um, the game is selling tremendously well in Japan and uh, PlayStation Japan has kind of been warned that they didn't make enough (laughs) of the game (laughs) uh, and they're having trouble keeping stock. And that is a great thing. So, um, I'm I'm super pumped to see Sucker Punch have success in Japan. I just think that is is yeah. a testament to the work that they did um, in order to make this um, an accurate portrayal of of this feudal Japan um, that they've designed. So super cool, and I'm, I'm glad to see that it's doing so well over there.
0: Just uh, let's give me some uh, Jap- Japanese lip sync, please. Yes,
1: I- that would be a great. Patched. i'm I'm waiting for yeah that to that's gotta be
0: they gotta be thrilled with that news and it that yeah. it's just selling well in general is awesome so uh let's get out of here with the hype train what did I pick up on uh i think I need to play that carrion game uh there been some fun reviews of that game I thought it was gonna be too horror based but uh it seems like it's fun to just kind of mess with those soldiers and do the thing stuff um risk of rain two is out on August eleventh did you play any of that in early access Ryan? no No. i didn't i I have not played it in like a year so i'll be curious to see how it's coming together uh final fantasy 14 continues to just add value to uh playing that game because now it's free trial includes the first expansion which is not what you can say about uh what you get for free out of world of warcraft so um i keep that game
1: intimidates me
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i'd have to jump in with a big group um jet set radio fans should pay attention to bomb rush cyber funk (laughs) that's got the composer from jet set radio so uh, shout out to that stylistically is is a
1: spiritual successor in every sense of the word
0: um some releases this week uh talk about grounded is out on xbox and pc and game pass so we might we might mess with that because why not it was good again um my favorite VR experience uh is now out for PlayStation VR this week. Uh Pistol Whip is coming to PlayStation VR. Um, oh, nice. And then there was a cool like tactical game that has a lot of style, very anime, uh but it's got that that color palette of just it's all black and white except for red. Like it's got some, you know, some when the, when the blood and damage stand out in it. Um but yeah, it kind of had an X- XCOM vibe, uh but uh indie game that Kind of popped up when I was digging through things, and then I want to know more about Blightbound. It's from Ronimo Games, uh, the makers of Awesome Knots, and it's got some Diablo in it, a lot of co-op dungeon crawling, it's kind of a funky art style that uh, Josh Lee does not like. I'm not, I'm not warming up to it either. But um, it's out on early access this week, and I'm gonna try to find a way to check that out. Um, as far as what you're excited for, Cole, what'd you dig up?
2: Yeah, so there was a an article last week that a spiritual successor to Sui um was going to be launched on Kickstarter, and I was got I got really excited because that was one of my favorite games um, on the PlayStation era one and two. And a lot of the original creators of um, that game series was is involved, and it's called Yuden Chronicle. I guess I don't know how to say Suikoden. Well, it's a, I'll say it took us a to decade say, to know how to say Suikoden. Yeah, Suikoden, <laughs> uh, y- Yuden, Yuden, Chronicle. Um, it was funded in two hours. That's a good sign. Uh, nice. So a lot of people are are hyped for it. It's it's not supposed to come out in for another two years, but. Um, I just right. thought it was cool that um some of the art that they had showed in the on the Kickstarter um looked very interesting and a lot of callbacks to the original franchise. So and I and I texted um Nathan Moses mm-hmm. who is a huge fan of that series and I wanted to read uh what he said to me. Okay? Um he's he's he he play he did a little play with his wife. And his wife says, what do you want for Christmas, Nathan? I want to help crowdfund a game at $1,200 so I can play golf and have dinner with the creators. Then get an awesome signed copy if they create it. And she says, wait, if they create it, you mean there's a chance that we give them a fuck ton of money and they don't deliver? Uh, yeah. She says, get out of my house. <laughs> so
0: That's how much uh, he loves that series. That's a good investment. Oh, I mean, you still get golf and get to hang out with them. Yeah. like they. Yeah, that'd be weird. Like As long as this is... Is this contingent on the game coming out? Or or can we just go play golf and, and right. talk about <laughs> it Right. Uh next big big release I'm looking forward to, forward to still is uh Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. Um and then I'm debating on I need to get back to the Witcher because I got deep into that and then took a break for Last of Us, uh, but all that is after after more ghost. So you okay with that? That is the most hilarious
1: thing I have ever seen in my life. Mr. Open World overload can barely play one open world game a year and you're going to play three of them. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: No, I'm prioritizing uh, Ghost over both of those is what I'm saying. That's good. I'm but, glad
1: to hear that. Uh Yeah, I'm just playing Ghost. I'm going to play Ghost until there literally is nothing left for me to do. I bet you play it twice. Hopefully Cyberpunk is out by then.
0: I bet you play it twice. I bet you do a different samurai ghost mix, but also play in the Kurosawa mode. I have. I think I'm going to do that when PS5 comes out. That's a good call. That's a good yeah. call.
1: Because I am still rocking that OG PS4 and I know that it could
0: be a little bit prettier than it is. Yeah, time. you're finding bugs for the developers on that thing, I think. You bet. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for the show. Cole, it was nice hanging out with you, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Thanks for letting me uh, jump in. Ooh. Last minute.
0: Thanks everybody for hanging out tonight. We will catch you again next week. Bye. <laughs>